Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the chief of cereal and sigilite of the FLG. And I'm Seth, the Mad Doctor, competitive correspondent. Kicker, buddy, how you been? Dude, Seth, I have been painting, painting, and painting some more. Yes, if you are listening to our show, you should be watching our show live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time so you could watch my beautiful hobby progress i've been painting like a madman right there seth is my my shining spear squad i don't know i i i know i know you hate my aldari army but you know what's really satisfying is is getting a, a like a completing an entire squad each week so i'm just yeah. like pumping yeah. this army out like I'm, I'm just moving along last week was a 20 man block of uh, storm guardians before that it was some blade uh blade guard things and now it's a squad of three shining spears and it's just it's really satisfying to just you know finish something in a week because I are you using contrast longer. I am using some contrast, but I'm using yeah. it uh, delicately, I guess, mm -hmm. to, to, you know, so, so I'm using it where it makes sense and I'm definitely thinning it down so I can do a wash and a dry brush over it and then some highlights and stuff. So yeah, yeah, really enjoying that. I've also, when you paint a lot, you tend to listen to a lot of audiobooks, and mm. I've been knocking out audiobooks. Uh, have you listened to the Cadian, you know, the, the Cadian series, uh, like Cadia Stands, Cadia, Cadia, you know, whatever. It's, it's the whole no. Imperial There's like no. three in the Imperial Guard are the fodder in the books I read. <laughs> well, it's it's a, it's a real, I think it's a three-part series and I just finished the third one and I really, I think it's one of my favorite um, audiobooks I've listened to from GW outside of the Siege of, uh, the, uh, the the Horse Heresy, Siege of Terror series. Like, I really like that even, even more. Yeah. What have you been up to, dude? I mean, come on, I know you've been, you've been busy playing. Um, games. so, so our, our lovely producer, Dickie has addicted me to a game called Elden Ring. So oh, I, I, I finished my first playthrough. I'm going to take a little break because I played a lot of Elden Ring. Um, but I also <laughs> have also started building, um, just a backlog of town models that I bought because I want to, with the put with the the new data site, I wanted to try some different builds. I don't think they're gonna be better than like just regular old crisis suits and commanders, but mm -hmm. I wanted to try something different. And it was an excuse for me to buy storm surges, like I talked about last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been some shipping delays, so I still only have one. Yeah, it's supposed to. It's um, your week for hobby progress, not mine. I was last week, so I was like, where yeah. where's the towel? Where's I the tried towel? to slam out the a devilfish uh, right. for this right. week, but I've never. <laughs> here's like proof that i'm a long-term towel player because everyone <laughs> seems to doubt me on the internet i believe um, you said. i have a very poorly assembled devilfish that i got in third edition <laughs> that i may be trying to put base coats on right now and just being like man this thing was built like a fucking 14 year old did it which is true because that's about the age i was when i built that thing yeah, um, yeah. so it's it's been some we'll call it creative painting trying to make it look all right so i love it i love it man you should just paint it like as if you were a 14 year old you know just no washes no nothing no 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 contrast in there just try nice i'm trying flat. to get it done man so yeah. um hopefully next week i'll have some pictures for you but uh Sweet. not this week it was not camera ready okay, okay. you don't want to see the half <laughs> done version you gotta it's gotta look sexy with the camera yeah. okay i i before we jump into like the, the the, the the show i have to ask is do you ah oh, geez do you discriminate or, or or i guess separate out video gamers from you know tabletop war gamers like are those one group of gamers or do you actually distinguish between a tabletop gamer and a video gamer like what, I, what are your thoughts on i would one? say that tabletop gamers are usually a subset of video gamers because ah, basically okay. everyone you're one of like the lone exceptions <laughs> kicker of people that i know that play tabletop games that don't play video games on a regular basis yeah. but i know lots of people that play video games on a regular basis that don't 
uh, play tabletop yeah. games on a regular basis. So I, I kind of think of them as a subset. I don't discriminate. Yeah. You don't discriminate. I'm not, I'm not like, good. oh, you play video good. games. Let me show you my 27 rule books that I used to play my game with dice and plastic soldiers. I, well, okay. I think I was actually going to flip it the other way around. I was getting my my, my teeth uh, cleaned the other day, by the, and the, the, the dental hygienist uh, was asking what I do for a living. And I'm like, well, I, I run these events. You know, I'm part of a company that puts on events for tabletop wargaming. And she, like, tabletop warrior whoa whoa, what what? because she's a video gamer and a very avid video gamer and you know loves fortnite and all that but she's like what is this weird you know other form of gaming that doesn't involve technology so yeah i i had to try and explain it to her and i don't i don't think it really was of any interest whatsoever but uh all right well that hurt my feelings moving right along (laughs) you're like it's like video games but on the table don't worry about it yeah i was like but i mean you get to paint pretty things okay um Seth, let's well, talk about video game. You should have been like, you know, Total War Warhammer Three, that, but in yeah, real life. Exactly. There, there we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Boom. Um, so let's talk about a few new products coming out from all a few of the companies out there. For starters, let's talk about the big box in the room. That's the three hundred dollar new Necromunda Ashways, and that yes, yes, people, I just say that three hundred dollars for basically a starter box. Now that's a that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of fish sticks. I don't know. That's a lot of bread. That's dough. That's dinero. That's mula. Yin yang. <laughs> dollar bill cash money that's a Does lot of anyone stuff measure currency in fish sticks <laughs> i believe my toddler would because he loves fish sticks right now but no hefty uh, i'm sure you've seen the box and what it comes with right Seth? Yeah, yeah it comes with a lot i think yeah. like it, yeah if in terms of like is it a good value like that's you're getting rules you're getting dice you're getting models you're getting you get all the tokens all, that come all with the, it, yeah. the tokens and the tchotchkes that you need mm-hmm. you get the terrain like you're getting all the rules, you know, you're getting plenty of things uh, for your money. You're getting yeah. value there, but yeah, that's a pretty big barrier, you know, to, to getting into that. If you were, I mean, you, you not already a hardcore. Necromancy. You also get the privilege, right? The privilege of getting first access. Cause I'm sure these will all be, you know, you know, standalone sets eventually, but I mean, I'm yeah. still waiting on the, uh, the Eldar Corsairs. And so it takes time for these things to be all broken out. I think it is I mean, I think it's decent value because you do get the rule book and all that, but it's just, I was really interested in this purely for conversion potential, you know, like all the pieces for 40K. Um, but at $300, I'm like, oh, that's a little, that's a little too steep for me just to, just yeah. for funsies to buy. Yeah, you know? I'd, uh, I'd wait till some of those models at the secondhand market. I bet you, you can scoop them up then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, um, cool. Uh, we have some comments in the chat. Sorry, oh, we don't, we, we can't highlight uh, chat comments tonight. Sorry, folks, we're having uh, minor technical issues. Uh, Tech Pre Sticky Lint only five of the seven correct incense before the show. So he was not able to summon Serval to get that, that final little bit. Um, but in chat, Team Beerhammer uh, said, Kicker, here's a link explaining what Warhammer is to people. <laughs> you know, I, I need to get that on a business I want to see Kicker in like a dental chair with like a bunch of like things in his mouth. and like, I just want his video. And like hold it up for the, the dentist. I mean, I, I seriously though, like I, I should just have a business card with like, this is my full-time job here. Look at this. This is just go. This is what we do. Because because as as big as the, the hobby is, a lot of people still have just never even heard of this. Like, or this yeah. is so foreign to them. Um, all right, uh, Joy Toy guys, those really sexy action figures are continually releasing stuff. I mean, I thought it was a joke, but no, they're they're still doing it. It's it's. I think it's Blood Angels now. It's a whole squad of them. I'm um, just, yeah. I mean, and then there's. I'm telling you, kicker. We can we can do a a big scale version of 40k one of these days. At least kill team. 
Dude, a hundred percent. And you, you could, you know, I mean, I, I'll just go get some GI Joes and call them my Imperial Guard. We'll, we'll go, you know, we'll we'll do this. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. How um, tall? How tall are the Joy Toys? We need to get like either like the four inch or the six inch GI Joes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, I, I think it's going to be the four inch, right? We, you know, cause space range are yeah. massive, right? Yeah. Um, Oh, Chat, I'm going to need you to research that. I need to know what size GI Joes we buy. <laughs> what are the appropriate GI Joe size yeah. to play 40K? I, you know, I want to know what Stormtrooper sizes we're going to get so that we can really intermingle these these. Universes. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I love it. I love it. Let's 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 make it happen. Seth, I think we should do that live on air one day. Just, you know. Oh, God. Big, so, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, guys, let's talk about some GW, other GW releases. It looks like the Chaos Knights, we, we know they're getting a brand new kit or two or upgrade to their kits. There's the, the, the war dog kit and yeah. then the big boy night kit. And, and they've been showing more and more photos of these, but I'm getting a little, um, yeah, they are gorgeous. Right. Seth. I mean, like they got the crows on the back. They got the weird tentacle arm. I think there's a tail. There's a, uh, the, the, the war dogs got that cool, like hound skull thing on his face. That looks pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've noticed is a significant lack of Imperial Knight releases. What's going on there, dude? All right, all right. Put your Imperial biased aside, kicker. Yeah, I am. Okay. They had a lot. All of the knights that we've basically seen up until like the the first Chaos Knight Codex were all Imperial. Yeah. So there was plenty of kits for the Imperials. Um, there's plenty of Forge World upgrade kits for them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and when Chaos got their their kits, they were like, "Just paint your armatures like Chaos, and then <laughs> you Chaos. got a war dog. So, it's a war dog. It's a war dog now." <laughs> um, so yeah, I I think Chaos getting a little bit more spice on their models is cool. Um, I have uh, been keeping an eye out there to on the stock situation, and it, it seems like it's easier to find Imperial like Knights than chaos Knights right now, which really lends me to think that they are repackaging a lot of the chaos kits. Mm-hmm. So I would not be surprised to see a wide release uh, whenever the codex drops yeah. of, and here are the repackaged Knights because that's Fair typically enough. what GW does when they're repackaging kits is they're just like, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to send out any more of the old kit. So it dries up. And then when they repackage what they have in their warehouse from, you know, old boxing art with sprues to new box art with the correct sprues. And then they spit it back out in the world. Well, okay. So, so we're talking about all these chaos. We know there's at least two new chaos kits or or Mm -hmm. upgrades, right? We're talking, this is, this is wonderful, right? Well, let's talk about about the rules and we know the rules are are, are pretty solid. I mean, I'm going to let you dive into that, but the first thing before we dive into the, the chaos night rules and Imperial night rules that we're getting previewed is, is I I feel like there's a slight imbalance because as of right now, there is no psyker night. For the Imperial side, there's just one of the chaos. I'm like, whoa, that's like a little imbalance there. I mean, you know, it, technically in the lore, I believe there is the Psyker Imperial Knights, right? Like that's a thing. Um, it wasn't the Heresy. I don't know. Chat okay, can yeah, correct me, but I don't know if it's in the current timeline lore that they have Psyker Knights. The point is now, that kicker, I'm not. I'm not Knight. saying that I I I know this reproof positive, right. but I have heard some rumors from some folks that are fairly well informed that they. Imperial Knights will not suffer for lack of a psyker. Okay. Um, I think that I think rules wise they will make up for it. Um I'm, well, because you understand yeah. a psyker brings in a lot, right, into what that army can do, right? Because you can do psychic actions, you can do psychic, you can do the whole psychic uh, secondary you tree, can, you know. But you can still ally. You can still ally. Yeah, that like it's both of, knights are very much a 
easy starting point army where it's like I can buy, you know, four models, yeah, um, five models, you know, get these hobbied up pretty quickly, get them on the table. And then they're also a good like I'm an Imperial Guard army kicker. Yes. And I just and I, add in a few. And I want to you know, add a knight. OK, I'm going to ally yeah. in a super heavy auxiliary or I want a bunch of knights. Uh, you know, the, the, the whole shtick of the loyal 32 was yeah. I have you know, my knights and then 32 guardsmen came along for the but, ride. But you know? Seth, and, and we do, I mean, come on, we got to be realistic. We know that allying or, 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 or putting in two different armies, you lose a lot of the advantages that are key to ninth edition. Codex. The advantage. Yeah. Um, like custodes, they only lose uh, their, their katas, which are good, but they're not like mandatory yeah, to play yeah, that yeah. army. But like the idea of admec losing some of their, you know, not the protocols, yeah. whatever it's called. Doctor but Admech usually have some, Admech and Knights usually have some yeah, rules some interaction buddy, to buddy allow thing. them to say, hey, but you're also saying Admech to add psychers, buddy. Admech don't add psychers. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> you're not getting psychers. You know right, 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 right. what, what army did you play before? Yeah, right. I, I played uh... it. Just, okay. I, I played some Admech. I played some Admech. I played some Admech. Yeah, right. yeah, that's what I thought. That's no psychers and Admech. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the rules that have been formally released. And if you want to mention any ones that you have seen leak, Seth, then feel free to do so. But Chaos Knights. Imperial Knights. From what you've seen so far, what do you think is going to be the the more powerful of the two uh, books? Imperial. Imperial. Really? Okay. Yeah. Why? Just just like in a, in a brief. Um, the brief. the rumors that I have been hearing, um, they have. I I. There has been a leaked version of the Chaos Knight Codex out on the internet for a mm -hmm. while now, um, and I have helped some folks prepare um, who are trying to learn that codex, play it into some things like orcs. Um, and I was able to play two fairly close games. Oh, well. uh, few, and, and so I feel like, you know, in the right hands, you should be able to climb that mountain. But what they don't have is they don't have a ton of durability. From my understanding, Chaos Knights, any knight army, the big thing is act on full strat or on full like wounds. So, mm -hmm. Kicker, you and I are playing. I knock your knight down to three wounds. Yeah. You're first, being a turn. You're like, I'm gonna spend some CP, and that thing's CP, gonna run like full, go, yeah. so I can have one more turn of, of good output from that. Mm -hmm. uh, the only way Chaos Knights get access to that is with the Nurgle Mark. Yeah, oof, and that, that's that's harsh, man. That's so that's that's cutting out you know three quarters yeah. of the rules you might have access to. So um, versus like there 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 are more durable durability strats in Imperial Knights, and Imperial Knights have some more damage strats. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of how it was through 8th edition too, right? Imperial Knights were more defensive and Chaos yeah. Knights were more aggressive. Yeah. Um, now, now Chad is saying that the Imperial Knights are getting their own version of litanies similar to like uh, canticles uh, yeah, or yeah. whatever. So um, they should be getting some rules to kind of offset not having a Psyker. But I think from what I've heard of so far, Imperial Knights are probably going to be the, the winner. Yeah. Um, from the aesthetically from... chaos knights win i'm sorry <laughs> it's all about style aesthetically. man aesthetically <laughs> but okay so mm. so what is kind of cool is i uh, you know the the new rules that have been released tie in very nicely with the more recent publications in terms of the lore the idea of having a the bondsman rule that they are you know that the big knights can kind of help control the baby knights i love that the armatures that's that's right out of the more recent books i so yeah. do, do you know that rule it's like basically the questorus knights can kind of um take control or you know help an armature yeah. class knight a little bit you know be more accurate or something like that Yeah, because before all it was was like you can have a reroll ones to hit from like, one night yeah the perceptor you're right. like uh can can i have more and they're like no 
That's it. That's it. That's all you got. Yeah, they just said oh. no. You're like, oh, good. thank you, sir. And you only get that one reroll from that, like, uh, what was it from uh, the Night Perceptor, who was not considered a very competitive knight as it was. Um, Seth, let's jump in. You real ran fast. that night in the game, we, first game we played, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Kings ran so competitive. <laughs> um, guys, I want to talk a little bit of frontline gaming company news. Mm. We have um. The secondhand shop, the the guy that runs it, asked me to kindly ask you guys. We have a, a our, our eyes open looking for knights. Well, what do you know? So if you have a knight and you want to sell it, the Frontline Gaming secondhand shop will pay you good money or store credit for that beautiful knight that you'd like for us to take off your hands. So reach out to the secondhand shop. You can find all the information on our website. We're also doing a big restock on the FLG website. So if you want to get any more minis, check it out. We just got a huge shipment in from various game systems, but mainly, of course, 40K. So if you're looking for those minis and you're having a hard time finding it, check out the Frontline Gaming website. And, and conveniently, it. perhaps, Kicker, if you traded in some Knights Restore credit, you could exactly. get into those What do you know? Minis. It just works like so that. So if you want to ride the, the wave of, of the meta chasers <laughs> jumping over to Knights, you can cash in with Frontline Gaming. There you go. There you go. Also, um, <laughs> thank you, Seth. That was classy. Uh, Seth, well, paint. That's the other thing. Paint is still yes. kind of hard to find sometimes. And yeah, sometimes, we have a, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we've got, you can get your you can get your rattle cans right now or all those special paints you've been looking for on the website. Color Terrain, also we're doing our weekly Color Terrain. Monday we released a new set. So if you're still looking for that beautiful painted Frontline Gaming terrain, you can get it. The thing that's really nice is this is the exact terrain we use at the Frontline Gaming events. So if mm -hmm. you're going to ACO, BAO, Lone Star Open, SoCal, any of these events, you can use the most competitive terrain out there right now at your home, get some practice in and be prepared for the event. And, um, oh, hey, uh, just going to throw this out there. Don't You can start talking about it now in chat if Seth can record the responses. I'd love it, but I don't know how realistic that is. But, guys, I this have is your power. opportunity. Do you have the power? Guys, I'm really serious. Give me some ideas. What do you want us to make? Frontline Gaming literally just made a table. We can make anything and everything. So if you have an idea for jacuzzi. the next Frontline Gaming product, a jacuzzi? A jacuzzi, a flamethrower, the frontline gaming flamethrower. I, I would now, love that. real talk. I want frontline brand, br gaming branded croupiers. What, what did you call me? Cr croupiers. That's the stick that people used in like olden times to push models around on big tables. I mean, is that actually a word? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, Seth, after sh after the show, send me a link to like your ideal croup croupier croup I don't know if I can spell it. Yeah, your, your ideal stick thing you want, and and I and seriously, that you, your you job know. is to not figure out how to spell croupier. Yeah, figure out how to spell croupier. Tell me, uh, you know, and and how much would you pay for one? Um, actually, we could probably get this. this is a really cool swag. You know what? We should make that as an amazing swag for LVO uh, this year. I, I love this. Um, all right. So, guys, in chat, send us some ideas. Yep, because I'm, I'm I, copying them right now. You're copying them. All right, cool. Because let's discuss it at the end of the show, and then I can take some notes down because I really am am all about this moving forward um okay cool um real fast guys we have the war games for warriors this is a community run charity tournament run by the utah gaming community all proceeds will be going to the children's miracle network hospitals and fisher house the 40k tournament and sigmar tournament this year will take place on the 11th and 12th of june in lehigh utah this is from our wonderful friend and you know huge supporter frontline gaming uh, just a, a giant community member this is from mario over in utah he's helping run this event and it is amazing and so we want to do a little shout out for him so if you have another special event helping charity or that's just you know you know <laughs> you know a really awesome event we should talk about feel free to email me so i can include it on next week's show but yeah uh, i'm always mario, happy to plug 
plug uh, charity events. Charity events. Gotta love it, thing. Now, Gotta do you know it. the fun fact about War Games for Warriors as it relates to our our uh, lovely friends here in the content production side of uh, things? No. What What is this got to do with Dickie? That what? No, it doesn't have anything to do with oh, Dickie. Okay, no, no. That was the first event that Joe from War Games live streamed. No way. Wow. Joe's going to be back there. Yeah. That is awesome. That is awesome. The Utah community is just an amazing community. For, I mean, all communities for 40K are, are pretty awesome, but I got, I got to give a shout out to the, the Utah guys. They, uh, they never stop surprising with just how damn nice they are. Um, all right, guys, let's go down and talk about some of the frontline gaming stuff we got happening. Next up, well, we have um, BAO, which is, which is great, but we have ACO happening, and I got some more information on that. We had a lot of issues uh, or complaints, questions, concerns, because food last year, that was 2021, ACO was not up to standards. Remember, that was the first real big boy event uh, since the pandemic had peaked. So that was like that. We were lucky to even do an event in 2021 in, in Atlantic City. We did do one. We did it responsible. We, we spaced everyone out, et cetera, et cetera. But the hotel itself was really not uh, fully operational. So a lot of the restaurants were open in 2021. I am very happy to say that for 2022, I've got an ridiculously long list of restaurants that will be open at the resort that are all fully operational um, at the Atlantic City Harris. Um, you know, multiple bars and restaurants all open late too. So you can actually go play 40K to your last round ends and then go grab a bite at Gordon Ramsay's Steakhouse or go get some sushi or, or, or burger or something. So I know Seth last year, that was something that was kind of a slog. It's like, where do we go now? And, and this year that should not be a problem. So, um, also, I really want to encourage people to stay on site. There's a lot of reasons for this. First of all, it's just a better experience staying on site at any of the Frontline Gaming events, but specifically the Atlantic City Hotel. Um, it's it's just you can roll out of bed, roll down, uh, go down the elevator with your cart or, or your tray of arm, you know, your army, and, and go play. It's just, you know, not having to worry about hopping a cab or parking or anything like that. But also, guys, it really helps Frontline Gaming. The Atlantic City Open is going to be a very massive event. We're we're, we're pretty happy with the numbers. Yeah, what? But we, we do we do not have as many people staying at the hotels we would like um just because yeah we know there's other options but if you're capable we would really love for you to stay on site because uh, like i said it's a better experience for you it also helps us uh make ends meet um at the end of the day though um we really want to try to help encourage people to stay on site so i'm working on a few perks with the, with the management uh probably next week i'll be able to tell you what you'll be getting um if you're staying on site so if you've already got a room you're, you're squared away well you'll automatically get the stuff but we'd like to encourage more people to stay on site so next week i should probably be able to tell you what kind of perks those will be i'm not i don't want to say them yet till i know 100 percent. i uh, i know seth was throwing some ideas out there what was the one you're telling me in the pre-show seth so the 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 thing i've seen in the last few frontline gaming events that um i have been able to bypass because i work with you guys um, but that registration line can get pretty long um, so having priority registration for folks staying on site, I thought would be a really cool perk. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I, and, you know, kicker and I were like, how feasible is that? It sounds like you might be able to, make it that sounds happen, like buddy. we should be able to do that. I mean, that should not be a thing, but I want to do even more than that. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe some really special swag from us. Maybe, uh, maybe, you know, uh, some credit automatically applied for you to mm -hmm. spend it front line gaming, maybe access to a really cool VIP room in the, in, in the club there, the, the ACO, uh, hotel, the Harris there has an amazing, like pool club area and if we can get a cool like vip space just for for our, our you know our frontline gaming people that would be awesome um, uh there were some questions in chat sure. uh about the food is it going to be fully operational all day because some of them were only open partial yeah so, so everything is open 
all day. I know some restaurants do close at eight, but those are the restaurants you would assume would close at eight. That's like the cafes and stuff, like the little coffee mm-hmm. shops. The main restaurants should be open till 10 p.m. I think is when the, uh, the the earliest one closes up. Some, some many, I would say, open until 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is one restaurant that closes on Sunday for whatever reason. It's the sushi restaurant. The sushi restaurant is mm-hmm. closed Sunday, but it's open Friday, Saturdays, you know, et cetera, right. until late. So, 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 yeah, you um, should be fine, guys. And then um, we have a, a YouTube comment that I think you'll, you'll enjoy. Uh, this Love is uh, Ganny NG, which I mean, assume means, uh, or sorry, NJ, which I assume means New Jersey, right, um, yeah. which is where this event is at. Um, uh, I'm telling you, you're not going to get a better deal on Atlantic City than the event room block. Harris isn't on the main strip, so it's just, it's sweet not having to commute in the morning. There we go. Boom. Thank you so much, Danny. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we, we actually do fight really hard to give you a really good room rate um, at, at, at the venue. Uh, oh, guys, just announced today. I think it was today. It was today. Yes. You can get your folding table, the Frontline Gaming folding table. If you want to get one, you don't want to have to worry about shipping, which is very expensive. You can order pre-order one for pickup at the Frontline Gaming Atlantic City Open. So get on website. And... I wonder if our Canadian friends that are complaining about not having Canadian shipping could cross the border. They can do that. Yes, do that. Come, come there. Drive to New Jersey, <laughs> and then drive back up to Canada. Tech priest Richie, uh, Dickie, sorry. Uh, and uh, but no. So, How so, yeah. far of is it a drive from? It's a, it's from a pretty legit Canada drive to from Toronto to Atlantic City. <laughs> They're um, close, right? Yeah, but it's it's all relative. Um, yeah. So, yes, if you want a table, but you have to pre-order your tables. Please don't come up yes. to us asking for a table if you didn't pre-order one because you're not going to get one. Uh, and finally, Cruise Hammer. Guys, I do want to encourage everyone to, if you're interested in getting a Cruise Hammer ticket, you've been thinking about it, not sure, get your ticket by the end of next week. After that, it's closed. You can't get one. You have to pay full price. You're, you don't want to do that. No. Um, it, you know, all the coolest kids in the hobby will be there and you get to hang out with it. Like, you know, like we have Kicker, family dinners. You're yeah. going to be there. Hell yeah. I'm going to be there, man. Um, all right. Yeah. You know, what? Uh, so, so it's, it's fun because you, you play while we're at sea and then at the end of the day at 8 PM, we all go to dinner together. So it's like, you have to hang out all day long. Like as you know, we all have like meals in the dining hall at 8 PM together as a big family. And then while we're at port, you get to go hang out and, and see the sites with, with all the, with, with, with everyone else. Yeah. My wife and I were talking about it cause we were looking at the logistics of it. And it's like, this trip is super easy. Cause, um, you, you, the day before the cruise, you show up in in Houston, and you can there's a hotel that for all of us there, and then you mm-hmm. can park your car at the hotel, and then there's a shuttle to take you to the cruise. So it's like, wow, it's just a really easy trip without a lot of stress to even think about it. Yeah, and, and then like once you get on the boat, you don't have to be like, where do we eat? They're like, there's plenty yeah, of everything's here. Like, boom, there you go. Yeah, don't, don't stress it, about it. Yeah. yeah, it takes a lot of. I know kicker. Yes, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I know one of the things that drives me nuts. When I'm going off on on an event with my friends is the where do we go to eat after the game? And then the like trying to shove 27 people into cars and people hanging off roof racks. And it's always a mess. So being able to just and this is also at the casinos, being able to just walk out of the hall and be like that restaurant over there. Does that sound good? And everyone's like, yeah. And then you walk over and eat and then you're like, all right, I'm going to go back to my room. And you don't have to be like, can I borrow a car to get back to my room? You're like, (laughs) no, I'm just. You guys want to keep right there and, and having a, a a good night? Keep at it. I'm ahead to bed because yeah. I go to bed early, folks. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's all right there. The beautiful thing about the cruise, right, is like it's all right there, and your table is reserved. Like you have a, a table reserved for you every single night with your name on it. So with you and all your forty key friends right next to you, so you don't have to yeah. uh, stress about that. So yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. And and the guys have been asking me to start working on the swag for Cruise Hammer, and the budget for the the Cruise Hammer swag is is comical. Like it is the best. It's gonna be better than way better than anything we'd ever done. Can before. you tell them what what you've been trying to make happen? No, I I, I can't. Right. I can't. I can't. I can't. Um. Um, I mean, I guess I possibly, no, I, I can't cause if, if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, I don't want to get people's hopes up, but we will have things like probably trucker hats and sunglasses and, 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 and all that stuff. And then some other apparel that Can I'm we really get fake Reese mustaches <laughs> chat. Would you like Reeseo branded fake mustaches? <laughs> By the way, Reese will be on the cruise. So, so you can, uh, there can be a day them. where everyone wears them <laughs> oh and gets pictures with him. I'm sure he will oh, love this. Seth, why don't you tell us what's happening in the FLGN right now? Oh, <laughs> so we can leave Reese and his mustache alone. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, Game Changers released another episode this week with, uh, Steven Padro. Do you know who Steven is? No, at all. But I saw the, the, the Facebook post on yeah. it. I'm like, whoa, that guy, uh, he kicking my ass. Yeah, <laughs> most people know him through through SN Battle Reports, which is a, a pretty prominent YouTube channel. But he also runs a couple of large events uh, in Gibraltar, which is where he lives. So there's the um, Gibraltar uh, No Retreat and No Retreat Legends. They're, they're, they're like invite-only events. They're really cool. Um, and so there, it was a cool interview. I, I did not know that Steven used to be a championship dancer, um, <laughs> made his own paintball team at one point. Um, he's obviously uh, does a bunch of YouTube and 40K, but also is like semi-pro MMA. Um, yeah, so it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, that just sounds like a really cool dude. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know anything about him, but it's like he yeah. seems really, really cool. I'd, I'd, li I'd like to be your friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he, he and he does like his No Retreat Legends event that he did last year. He sent out these like super elaborate invites to a bunch of people um, with like you know boxes, like really intricate yeah, looking yeah. boxes with the like scroll of your invite in there. It was oh really gosh, cool. Looking. I did not so, yeah, get one of those. <laughs> we did not get invited. It's okay. We're not. We're not bitter. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, I'm not staring at you, Stephen. <laughs> okay, um, Grim After Dark. Um, I'm I'm going to admit that I, I watched this episode, and I discovered that someone uh, had uh, made told Grim that perhaps they should not be using uh, making their own memes with Disney characters, uh, so to avoid copyright issues um, and potential legal action, uh. We ended up uh, replacing those Disney characters with uh, my likeness, which <laughs> is, um, I think, still opening them up to legal action. Just, oh, um, yeah, it's uh, our, our producer, Dickie, told me that it's not <laughs> me, it's Meth Oyster, uh, apparently. Um, so that's nice. Anyway, so moving rapidly along. Um, so our main segment tonight, if you actually remember a couple weeks ago, we had we had put the the call out that we were gonna do an episode about uh games to play besides 40k. Um yes. now, unfortunately, due to uh commitments from our other uh, members of the crew here, we weren't able to get that show out. Um, so uh, I thought this would be a good week, even with the balance data slate out and, and the game kind of coming back more into balance. Um, I actually did a fair amount of work talking to a lot of the, the bigger TOs that run these events to get an idea of why should you play these games? And that's what I asked them. I said, hey, 
why should you play this game? Give me, you know, some talking points, you know, help me, you know, if you're going to sell me on it, sell me on it. So um, the first one I want to well, talk about. I think kicker. you should preface also, even if you love 40K, because yeah. a lot of us love 40K, it's also nice to have a palate cleanser, right? Just to mix yeah. it up a little Definitely. bit. And sometimes it's nice to bring in another game that you could start with a new friend of yours. Like you may make, like, I don't know, like my wife will not play 40K because I have a completely, totally big advantage to her because I've been playing this for years and she's never played it. But we could start a new game together and, mm -hmm. and start out at equal footing. Yeah. All right, Seth, take so, away. So the first system obviously is AOS. Um, yes. If, if you're you're in the 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 40k realm, AOS is a pretty easy hop, step, and a jump over. Um, it's the same scale as 40k, so like same size of mm -hmm. army, um, but in a in a fantasy setting, obviously, it gets about the same amount of report, support. So you've got Games Workshop releasing new armies, new models, new rules. Um, the addition cycle seems to be about the same length as 40k. Uh, from a statistic standpoint. It is a more balanced game with what they call a fat middle. So there's a lot of armies in that that middle of the, the statistics. So there's a lot of options there to play, um, which means that that ends up being more variety in what you can take to events. Um, so uh, our, our lovely LVO, TO, Andrew had given me a lot of, of uh, examples here. So last year's ITC winner, Gavin Grigar, uh, takes a different army to each event and um, apparently has quite the beard, I've been told. Um, <laughs> Bill Souza, uh, previous ITC and LVO winner. Uh, he's the uh, member of Team USA, w likes to build counter meta armies uh, with whatever model he thinks is fun, and he can still win with those. Um, and then we have Emma Mangul, uh, another Team USA member and one of the top finishers at Adepticon. Um, she plays with very narrative focused lists. So people are able to take lists and build them from a, I just love that model, or I love the narrative, yeah, I love that. or I just want to play something different and still find ways to win in this system, which is cool to hear. Um, the game, uh, 40K, a lot of times you'll hear talk about resource management. How many assets do I have? How much CP do I have? You know, if I sacrifice this asset to get points, is it worth the trade? Um, Andrew really described the game more as it's a it's a game of risk management rather than a resource management system. So um, hopefully that gives you a bit of an idea of what you're getting into there. Um, Seth, you should also mention the community. The Age of Sigmar community is, I mean, you were at the LVO uh, yeah, award ceremony. Yeah. The, the Age of Sigmar community can best be described as the life of the party. Like they are just so I, much. I have been at an event where the Age of Sigmar individuals felt that the 40k individuals weren't having enough fun and their solution was to buy every 40k player a drink they are very generous and they are so they felt that we were not partying hard enough um and so they yes so they are a very generous community i know a lot of guys that are in that community they're they're a, a great group of, uh, of folks there are lots of fun is being had at their event um they i frequently have been told uh that they look at 40k as the uh, you know, stuffy, not as fun event. So yeah, definitely <laughs> well, that's, they, they're having a good time. Speaking of Age of Sigmar, uh, I will tell you, I was looking at the numbers. Age of Sigmar at Atlantic City Open is massive. Like this is this is going to be big. I am uh, very excited. I, 20 it players? 30 players? <laughs> way more than that, dude. Yeah, oh, way more oh. than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because that I- That was uh, me show, throwing shade at AOS because I'm a 40K player. Yeah, no, no, it's it's, it's going to be really big. And, and, and it's, it's so, like, I thought last year was big, but no, yeah. like, oh, yeah. anyway, continue. Sorry, I, I interrupted. It's okay. I'm used to it. We've been yeah, doing right. this almost a year now, bud. <laughs> 
Uh, kill team. So kill team is another system that we uh, is an easy transition for a 40k player because you're going from a a same universe of models into a smaller game space. So you can use a lot of the same models, a lot of the existing armies, um, but it's a smaller scale. So you're going from a uh, like a battalion format down to a skirmish format. That also means that we're going to be in a smaller game space. So the board size is about 22 by 30 in most cases. And because we're dealing with a smaller board and a smaller number of models, these games tend to be quicker. So we're talking yeah. about one to one and a half hours is generally what I heard from Emmanuel in terms of length of a game. Um, the hobby time is is nothing, right? Yeah. To get, to get and, an army ready, yeah. And you can have multiple armies pretty quickly because it's it's not as much of an investment, you know. Kicker, you've been how long have you been working on getting your Eldar army up to speed? Yeah, like I'm still working on it and it's been three months. So yeah. Yeah. Versus painting effectively a single squad worth of models yeah. is enough for a, a kill team army. So you can definitely try a lot of different things with that, try a bunch of different armies. Um, it's good for folks with limited space. So if you don't have a lot of space in your in your gaming area, in your gaming uh store or in your home, um it's it's a really easy way to try to to get a game in and get scratch that itch without as much space. Um a lot of people like to try doing it as a slow grow. I'm going to start off playing kill team with 40k models and then slow grow into a full 40k army. I got warned though about that from Emmanuel. He says a lot of folks um, start that as their plan, what their plan to grow out of kill team, uh, but they end up getting sucked into the system and never finish their army and keep moving on to new smaller armies for kill team. So um you can go down the rabbit hole there. Uh, the rules are narratively driven um, and uh, team building is a system similar to Crusade Point. So if you like the Crusade system, it's reflected in there. They get lots of support with White Dwarf releases, FAQs, balance updates, and new box sets coming out uh, pretty frequently. So a pretty well-supported system, definitely going to be around for a while. You're not going to have to worry about this one folding up shop and disappearing. So um, that's yeah. another great one. Kicker, have you messed around with Kill Team any? I have played a little bit uh, the first edition and I really liked mm -hmm. it. I, I really, really did. Um, but I just, I try to stick to one game system at a time. Um, yep. I kind of like the idea of grossly stereotyping the entire uh, community for, for each game system. And so like, you know, uh, Age of Sigmar was the life of the party. I got to say the kill team guys, at least at the events that we, that we run, they are, they are extremely competitive. Like these guys are really focused. Like as, as focused as we think we Kicker. are. For, yeah. Do you remember how late they played at LVO? Oh my gosh. Dude, I know, me. I know. Tech Priest Dicky knows how late they played because yeah. <laughs> yeah. they played past the shadow round on Saturday night. Yeah. We were leaving at one a.m. and they were still playing guilty. Dedication, man. Dedication, dedication. All right, so so, so talk to us about the, the this other small so, yeah. scourge, so scourge game. Obviously, those last two are GW systems. Mm -hmm. Not everyone wants to play GW games. Um, so the the big dog in the market right now, the new the new kid on the block that's kind of. Shoving everyone right now. If I don't mention it, it's going to kill me. Right. Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah. Does anyone know what Marvel is? Mm. Anyone? Right. Anyone watching? Are you familiar with 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 you, any of these Marvel characters? Do you know who who Spider Man is? What, what is this Spider Human? What about Iron Man? Do you know who that is? Okay. So obviously, it's in the Marvel universe. That means that there's tons of lore there. You've got all of the movies, comic books, um, TV shows, tons and tons of lore there. So you can go deep diving into learning all about your favorite characters. Um, Folks that I've talked to play the game say it's easy to learn, um, but can still be quite strategic. So it's not uh, scary to new players. Um, so if you're trying to get friends into a game that maybe like don't normally play large games, it's easy to kind of pull them in. 
because the rules are easy. Um, the rules allow for creativity and really make you feel like a hero smashing into each other, which I think is really cool. You also interact um, with the terrain too, which is kind yeah, of novel. Yeah, right? yeah, I pick up like Hulk can pick up cars mm-hmm. and throw them, and so that's awesome. Um, it's a smaller scale game, which means less space, less number of models, and a lot of the 40k folks that I know that got into this because we were used to playing on such a large scale and buying so many models and painting so many models. When it's like you can play a game with three or four models in MCP. Um, so they're like, well, crap, I'm just going to buy everything. And they bought yeah. like huge amounts of models and were able to build it and paint it really quickly because we're used to working on these large scales. Um, so a smaller scale. So if you're not, if you don't have a ton of time for hobby or you want to do this as a side project, it's a great thing. Um, it has been very well supported. Yeah. Um, this, they not only are producing these models and producing the rule set, they've made their own um, line of terrain that is mm-hmm. themed in the universe. Um, now, I don't know the scale, if it's in a perfect match, but I, from what I've seen, a lot of other existing terrain that is out there. So like if you have um, like the moon base uh, ITC set, it's about the right size to play a similar game um, like MCP. So you can use existing terrain that you have, or if you want to get something very themey, they have their own. Um, plus, everyone just seems to love being superheroes. I don't yeah. know why. I mean, Is superheroes, are they popular kicker? Yeah, right. I, I mean, everyone wants to be, or a supervillain, right? Let's be honest. There's always going to be some bad people that have to be the bad guys, right? I mean, you, yeah, uh, yeah, yes. You very know much. Toad is the the X Men bad guy. Toad apparently he's yes. like an awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like I, I totally plays Toad. Um, I remember the, him from I believe his awful appearance in the original X Men movie. Well, um, the community of MCP I think is a lot of it's a, first of all it's a new game system right so the community mm-hmm. is still yep. morphing this is the newest game system on your list yep. I think it was released just before 2020 maybe 2020 yeah it was it it came out mid COVID if I remember correctly so the community culture for this game system is still developing but what I see a lot of it's a lot of people that play 40k that wanted to do something different so you have a lot of the same yep. kind of guys that play 40k playing MCP and uh, yeah they all speak very highly of it so that's something to definitely yeah. consider so this was an interesting comment from chat from Brian to Porkchop uh, MCP is a 10 models for any any list and each game is determined by threat size you're basically never going to run all 10 minis but you have options for each game so it sounds almost like a sideboard you come Ooh, cool. to you come to a game with here's my my roster and then depending on the game these are the ones I'm actually taking into the game cool, 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 um, cool. which I always like that mechanic of sideboards i think yeah. i think that's interesting because you know if you you run into that opponent you're like man they've got a really good list and i don't Dude, think yeah. i match up having those tools to be like all right i'm gonna adjust myself on the fly to try to try to react that's actually one of the things i miss remember eighth edition you could yeah. choose like warlord traits and relics pre-game yes. and that, was I, things I, that, that really helps you prepare against certain yeah. opponents like because you're like oh crap i'm playing the psychic army do i have an anti-psychic relic yeah, good yeah, i'm taking that yeah, give me that i need yeah, that yeah. i'll take two of those um, please thank yeah, you please thank you moving along so yeah so great game system everyone um it's it's atomic mass games um which the the next system we're going to talk about is also from atomic mass games wow. and that's legion yeah Legion, there's been a number of different Star Wars miniature games that have tried to come into the space. There's been Armada, there's been Legion, there's been X-Wing. Um, Legion seems to be the one that for now has has kind of gained the most foothold in the community. So that's kind of why I picked that one. It also um, is most close. I mean, like Armada, X-Wing are spaceships, not infantry. And yeah. we're playing, you know, it's more closely related yeah. to 40K. Um, 
And and Armada and X Wing, we're we're talking about pre painted miniatures. These are not pre painted miniatures. Um, now that being said, I've seen some amazing paint jobs people have had done on those ships. So you can clearly go and paint those up and make them look great. But um, Legion uh, scale wise is very similar to like a mid sized level game of forty k. Um, relatively simple rule set. Uh, fairly strong and. and friendly and positive community. Um, but now that we have uh, Atomic Games in charge here, um, they've got a new manager. The game used to be managed by FFG, uh, Fantasy Flight Games. Um, Fantasy Flight Games uh, has managed a number of systems over the year and done well, but um, sometimes they're not the best the best company for longevity of a game. And I'm saying that as a guy that has played multiple FFG card game systems and had to watch the slow decline of his beloved game, Netrunner. Um, but that's another story. <laughs> so with a new management team, um, that I, I was actually kind of curious, you know, how well are they going to support an existing model game going forward? You know, this is not... You know, they, they make MCP. They clearly have their own baby in this market. Um, how well are they going to support Legion, which may be trying to draw some of the same player base? Star Wars nerds and Marvel nerds are not too far apart on the spectrum, folks. No, they're not. We're all geeks. So it's kind of worried that they're going to let that one die on the vine. They haven't. They've produced new FAQs. They produce new erratas to help balance the game. So they have continued to support the system going forward, which is nice to see. So I was excited to see that. I also have to hand it to every event that I've been to that has run a Legion tournament. Legion has some of the best thematic terrain that I've mm -hmm. seen at events. Yeah. 100% man. I mean it is it the, the terrain itself each table is distinct and unique and, yeah, and, and like it literally it, looks like a scene out of one of the movies And the guys spend just over. as much time on the terrain as they do on their army which is yeah. really really impressive and and Frontline Gaming is fortunate enough to partner with the uh, the Legion community so now we have enough for uh, you, you know I think I think we have 30 tables in our warehouse so we can nice. go in which is which is great yeah and they're all beautifully and, and and they were they were done by the Legion community so each one's distinct and, and special yeah. the the Legion community is so you know kind of stereotyping our communities they are easily one of the most friendly like just fun groups to hang out with in terms of that like when you see the tournament like they're all friends even though they're they're battling out competitively they're they're still like helping Terry tell the story story of Star Wars I guess and they're all yeah. really into it it's it's I don't know. Whenever I see their their pre event chats and their post event ceremonies, like it's just a really cool community. That's I don't know. I, the best way I can say is super friendly. Um, I think it's because they're all just huge Star Wars fans and and yeah. geeking out over their tiny uh, lightsabers and stuff. So yeah. Um, wow. Judging the size of their lightsaber. Exactly right. <laughs> it's a low blow, man. That's a low blow. <laughs> all right, let's get into some some forty k news. Um. The balance data slate. It was out two weeks ago. We finally yes. have some events now with uh, those that the data slate in effect. Now, um, the data coming out of last weekend did not include a lot of events running new NIDs. Yeah. Um, and new NIDs are very, very strong. Um, so take this result with a bit of grain of salt. Um, the highest score, the highest win percentage was still Harlequins at 67%. Um, but then coming down from that, we have Tau and Custodes uh, tied at 61%, um, and then followed by Nids at 56 and then Craftworld at 54%. Wow. So um, 61 and 67% as our top winning armies uh, is still high, but it's nowhere near the the high watermark of like 79 for the Harlequins and yeah. 72, 73 for Tau and Custodes. But 67 for Harlequins is legit yeah. though, man. It's I still mean, up there, that's but big. it's definitely come down a lot. So mm -hmm. obviously the balanced data site has had a good effect at at reducing the win rate of those armies. Um, it's probably going to get pushed down further as 
folks are now able to adjust to those armies and and build lists that counter those armies um because honestly last weekend i probably couldn't have told you what a good tell list was going to be coming you know i had ideas but i haven't had much time with it um now that being said we know that we have the the nid codex kind of coming forward now and it's going to be very strong um we are going to see Chaos Knights hit the meta. I don't think they're going to have as big of an impact as Imperial Knights. Knights, although, even, even if the Chaos Knights are that strong, Knights are always one of those armies, though, that if you don't prep for it in your list building, if you don't have a plan of how am I going to kill a Knight, yep. and someone puts one on the table across from you, you might just have yeah. a very uh, very hard game of it. Um, so... Uh, even if they're, they're always going to be in the mid tables, like I said, they're an, an easy army to start and pick up. So a lot of folks either new to the game or long time hobbyists are just like, I want to try something new. I'm going to go buy me some chaos Knights. This guy, um, <laughs> oh, come on, really? I, I love the models and all I right, really want to paint right, them, right, but I, I gotta, I gotta, I can't let myself diverge from finishing all the towel crap I bought. Yeah. Um, Knights. So, but, but but whatever term you go to, whether it's a small yeah. RTT or a major, there's always going to be knights because yep. it's just yep. an attractive army to play for many it's reasons. Giant fighting robots. Yeah, right. Boom. Do it. Do yeah. It. Who doesn't want those? So anyway, so it, it looks like we're heading in the right direction, but keep your eyes peeled to see what's going to happen when we have some of these new armies mix into the meta. How well does do they do those work out? Because those armies really haven't seen any effective nerfs yet. Um Unlike Tau, Harlequin, and Custos that got some very specific uh, changes in that last balance data slate. Let's head in to the ITC recap, and then we'll get to all your lovely suggestions for Kicker, as well as any more live questions that you have. All right, sweet, sweet, Um, sweet. All right, for the 40K competitive track, our number one, still the the reigning champ of the ITC, Manny Spammy Chima. I love you, Manny. (laughs) I love you, but that name works too well. I'm sorry. I can't (laughs) not say it. Um, number two, uh, Matt Robinson, number three, uh, Thomas Ogden, number four, Mike Porter, and number five, still in number five, Ennis Wilson. Please, someone go to Scotland and take the mids away from that man. <laughs> I'm afraid of what he will do to the poor Scottish youth, um, with such a strong codex in his hands. Um, let's on, hop on over to the, the 40k hobby track. Um, our, our number one is Morgan Tempe. Number two, Jamie Pirazzolo. Number three, Linton Rowan. Number four, Jacob Thayer. And number five, Eric Mullins. Now, kicker, yes. I believe you went out and got us some pictures of Jacob's army. And by going out, I mean, I just, Jacob messaged me. No, you me. physically went out. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's pull down Jacob's photos here. These are gorgeous. These are... Um, now's the moment we get to find out if Tech Priest Dickey has the photos. You know, he, he should have the photos. He should have the, so Jacob's a, a longtime orc player. <laughs> and there we go. Boom. Those oh, are no. definitely not. Those, those are not. Are those are, those are, there we go. There we go. Are, there. I was like, those were Dean Pritchard's nids. We, he was number yeah, six. We have a few other uh, a few other people have sent in their photos. Uh, we're going to only try to do one a week. Um, but yeah, right there, if you're watching, uh, you should, you know, if you're listening to our podcast live, you should be watching it and seeing these beautiful photos of these orcs. He's got a kick-ass squig, uh, one of those squig bosses. He's got yeah, dude. He's got a jack. You know, the the battle board thing just you know just looks awesome. The display board looks so so badass. Um, But Jacob, he is a a, an amazing painter. So I'm sure you'll be seeing him at some events. I believe he's going to be at Atlantic City Open and the Lone Mm -hmm. Star Open. So so look for his. I would not be surprised. The man travels very well. Yeah, he does. All Um, right, hop on over to the AOS competitive track. Our number one, 
front row. I might have deleted it from my notes. Oh, I, I, got I, got was, you, I got you. I got you. I got you. I was waiting for the lovely tech priest. There we go. Oh, there we go. Number one is Thomas Guan. Number two, Jordan Duncan. Number three, Matt Naguin. Number four, Levin Sichinanava. I hope I said that right, Levin. Sorry. Sounds good. Number five is Mitch Kawaja. I feel like <laughs> I'm not judging you, AOS, but I feel like you guys are intentionally putting the guys with the harder to pronounce names at the top. <laughs> I'm just being oh. honest here, okay? You really, <laughs> you're really trying me. All right, let's get to some AOS uh, hobby track because I definitely have those. They're labeled as competitive track, but I know they're not. Uh, number one is Matt Abbott. Number two, Robert Snyder, which no one has proven to me yet is not Ryan Snyder, just playing 40k or playing AOS instead of 40k. Number three, Tim Ham, and number four, Carl Rohr, followed by our uh, new, Ooh, new uh, guy. placing Aaron Newbaum. All right, sweet. Welcome to the club, Aaron. Uh, All right, so kicker. Yeah. When you asked chat for some suggestions on what uh, frontline gaming should make product wise, all right, here's what I got. Oh, jeez, squat right. terrain. Ooh, I like it. I like it a lot. I like that. Legions like that. of Vultan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't use squat is squat is derogatory. We use the the appropriate name, Legions of Vultan. All right, Legion. Okay, I, I like that. I like. Now this is really... this is gonna this is a bit self serving. Okay. Eldar terrain. Yes, yes. I don't. I don't think there's a really an Eldar terrain set out there. Period. I haven't seen like 3D files for it. You know. Oh, it's, if only it's... someone uh, who plays Eldar yeah, right. has All some right. influence of frontline gaming. I, could I, perhaps. I, uh, maybe, maybe we can make some Eldar terrain. All right. I like it. I like it. I, I think we got to get somebody that's creative yeah. enough to come up because that's 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 going to be like a, an art right there to create that so it looks right. Yep. Um, okay. Sweet. Uh, so another uh, suggestion was uh, status trackers, uh, things like plus one to hit, minus oh, one to hit, okay. things like that. So Little tokens and stuff. Because um, well, part of the ITC rules is you have to have cards or tokens for these things. Yes. Um, a lot of times you can't have cards, but there are a lot of abilities that are on data sheets. You know, for instance, um, mm. when playing Tau, there's like a boatload of command phase abilities, um, and I, I don't have cards for those because. They're not part of the cards. They're not a stratagem. So making those types of things would be a, a nice little. And, and, uh, and cards are nice, but they also take up a lot of space on the table itself. Yeah. The smaller tokens. If, you know. and, and I've seen a lot of folks make uh, custom like buttons that do that. Yeah. All right, so cool. I, like I, that. I think there's we definitely a thing to do there. Someone suggested a croupier. That's what I asked. Is that actually spelled correctly? I'm seeing the notes right yes, there. Is that, yes, that the I, I asked chat on it, um, okay. and that's what they said. For the movie um, stick, guys, it's spelled C-R-O-U-P-I-E-R. -E that is definitely a French word. All right, sweet. I, I, kicker, I put an example of one in, in chat later oh, in, in, in our Discord <laughs> chat, if you want to look at that. Right, I, I will, uh, later, we'll, later uh, we'll, we're not on air. Necron colored uh, terrain set. Uh, so Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I think you could do a lot with the existing train sets. Yeah, so we're doing the Gothic Ruins right now, Orcs. And, you know, you guys, we obviously have a lot of frontline gaming sets already ready to rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And we do have a Necron set. I'm sure that one will be rolling out hopefully sooner than later. Um, All right. Now we're starting to get into uh, a little bit of a repeat here. Wound counters, turn widgets, tape measures, and maybe a travel cart for army transport between tables. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And we have it. seen a lot of folks, self-included, use those foldable carts. Yeah. Um, they're really handy. Now now I think we're starting to get into some fun ones. All right. Small music stand for holding books <laughs> next to the table. <laughs> I mean, that's a little OCD, right? You got to have your... your. I mean, I, I mean, I guess we could have... Oh, you haven't got to the <laughs> next one yet. Should, should we do bookmarks? Should we do bookmarks so that you could, you know, bookmark the page and the codex so you could... Jeff has been doing bookmarks with their limited edition books each month. We could yeah. definitely... Add some there, we go, there we go. All right, all right. 
Um, so uh, the last one, a tool belt for dice and small books, rulers, and counters. <laughs> I think we could have a full frontline gaming branded, you know, tokens and dice and tool Dude, belt. And tape if, but it's not going to be a tool belt. It's going to be a bandolier because that just, you, you know, Ooh, you're going to look like the bandolier. coolest guy in the Las Vegas resort. Walk into the casino with your bandolier of dice. and, and They and, might and, question you if you walk up to a craps table, though. They're right. like, hey, what? No. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Or, you can't play. Oh, oh, oh. All right, chat. What questions you got for us? We we have uh, we have taken all your suggestions to heart. Left, yeah. yeah. We do have a well, few well, minutes left. Yeah. Uh, well, chat, chat is upset that I don't have my own DACA shack. Um, <laughs> sorry Did you ever finish chat. your display board? I know that you were working on one for yeah. the work since it's finished. Yeah. yeah. I, I show pictures of it on the stream. Yeah, you have. Uh, yeah, I know you. Yeah, but I, I, I don't pay attention. You know that. I have like the goldfish memory here. I can't remember. <sighs> that, man. <laughs> That's why I jump from I army to army because I, I had to. Re- I mean, you know. I, chat, save me. All right, no, no, but Seth, honestly though, do you think a display board is something that everyone should have? Like, I mean, do you think that's a basic I, item? I, I don't think it's a. I, I think if you're like I, I'll be honest. If I have to fly to an event, I don't take a display board. Yeah, yeah. I, there, and I've seen people that made display boards that collapse up and fly. Uh, Godspeed, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, I respect that, but jeez. Um, I, I, I think if you're going to compete for a Best Painted Award and that's what you want to do, then you definitely need a display board. Yeah. Um, and you can be, obviously, the more creative, the better. Um, I've seen, you know, guys do display boards that are just a simple, you know, sheet of, so, uh, like my first display board was basically like a sheet of foam with some texture yeah. stuff on it and some rocks and some snow, you know, to make it look sort of like my towel basing. But yeah. obviously you can get way more complex than that as time goes. Um, but something simple is uh, like infinitely better than nothing at all. Even if it's something super basic, I was at the GW event in, uh, last year and like they wanted to take photos of my army and I just put it on the table and you could tell the, the look of defeat in the photographer's eyes. It's like, you can't put it. Yeah, I had the same problem when I was at the GW event. I was like, yeah, I was like oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. All right. Do we get it? No, no, no questions from chat tonight, no unfortunately. Questions. Sorry, chat. Um, I think that we still have been managing to go despite keeping it brief in yeah. our pre-show talk uh, for an hour tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kicker, do you have any final thoughts for the night? No, guys. I look forward to next week's episode and hopefully ha- being able to share some more news for you guys. Yeah, and it's Kicker's new hairstyle, folks. That's what you hairstyle. Yeah, I am gonna go get a haircut because my hair's gotten way too long. Man, look at look at how shaggy and unkempt he looks, chat. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, I I look stunningly beautiful every week for you guys. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Signals from the Frontline. Have a great week, and we will see you next Wednesday. Good night, guys.